Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. The ark, symbolizing the presence of God, was made and determined by God to be carried on the shoulders of men. <laughs> You can't carry the presence of God on some man-made doctrine, man-made religion. You got to carry the presence of God in the place that it was supposed to be carried, on your shoulder. The Bible says, as it always does, that the oxen stumbled. And it shook the ark. Uzzah reached up to stop it from falling off the ark. God slew him immediately. Why? Later on, David said, we have got to go back and redo this. He said, because I've got the revelation and I realize that the ark of God cannot be carried on, an, on a cart with two wheels and an oxen. He said, I realize that I messed up, that the ark is supposed to be carried by men of God. And, and, as, and, and so we're going to go back. We're going to carry the ark the way that it was supposed to. We're going to put the dancers out front, and we're going to do it, he said, because we didn't do it in the right order to start with. When they got the order right, the anointing flowed. I'm just obeying the Lord, okay? Genesis chapter 1. The first utterance of God. According to our word that we have access to, the first words ever spoken, ever written as spoken by God, was this let there be light <laughs> because the Bible says that the earth was without form and void and darkness covered the face of the deep and God said let there be light because light brings order to chaos I wasn't so sophisticated I would be wrecking this stage about right now 
because you don't realize that the struggle that you're in is because you have allowed yourself to get into something that created chaos in your life. You've allowed yourself to be attached to a man or a woman that was not God's plan for your life. Therefore, your life has spun out of order. There's some that are here this morning and you have this fear that you will not be able to break the habit that you gave yourself to. And you, 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 are, you have nightmares to think that this habit is going to consume you until you die. But can I tell you something this morning? Thou, the God that I serve, will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But in order for him to prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, I've got to go back to verse 1. I've got to go back to the beginning of the chapter and say, Is he my shepherd? Because if he is my shepherd then everything else is going to line up and everything else is going to fall in place. Everything else is going to find its proper order. If, if the Lord is your shepherd and you know him as your, your Lord and your master, he'll bring your marriage back in order. He'll bring your life back in order. He'll bring your sexual orientation back to the place that it's supposed to be. He'll tell you not to go there and not to do that, not to say that and not to be there. You don't need no equality act. You need to know the Lord is your shepherd. Listen, some of you here this morning, the other day when, when our blind government passed that bill of the Equality Act, listen, if the church, I'm sorry, y'all need to go ahead and get another song so I'll stop. If the church would be the church that it's supposed to be, you wouldn't have to worry about somebody getting mad getting upset because you'd see people being delivered and set free but I want to tell you something this morning don't worry about a bill that's been passed make sure the Lord is your shepherd because if he is your shepherd it doesn't matter how many equality acts they pass he's still going to work it out So here's, here's the thing. I know there's no doubt in my mind that right now there are people in this building and you are struggling with issues. You are struggling with things in your life that has caused you worry and stress. You're struggling with addictions. 
things like that. But guys, can I tell you, there is so much power in that Psalm 23. If you will just grasp the fact that all of it, the Lord spoke to me the other day and he said, son, every part of this Psalm hinges on two things. The Lord is the shepherd and the order that we put ourselves in after we make him the shepherd. And I want to say this morning, there's somebody here today. You look at yourself in the mirror and you look at yourself with disgust because you feel like you are such a bad person. And you have tried everything possible to get your life right. And, I, and I'm going to go as far as to say this. You are a Christian. You have met Jesus. But you have failed to put your life in order. And God is saying this morning, I want to bring order to your life. What is order that I'm talking about? You see, order is not something that I can produce on my own. It is something that Holy Spirit has to do in my life. So when Judy and myself first got married, we were on the verge of divorce. We were on the verge. Our marriage was on the rocks. Everything was wrong in our lives. We were two messed up individuals. She might have been a little bit more than me, but. But we were messed up individuals. If you need to sit down, you can. Uh, and I was a preacher's kid, raised in church. I knew all the right things to say. But my life was so out of order, and I could not put it back in order. So what I'm saying this morning, you have to, listen, you can't say the Lord is my shepherd and grumble about where he's leading you. You can't say the Lord is my shepherd and when he says I want to take you over here you say oh I ain't going over there I'm gonna go back over here but some of you are doing that and people have already given up on you because they think you're a lost cause but I'm about to give you some revelation that's gonna radically blow your mind it is not some big theological breakthrough. It is just simply the Word of God. David said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. <laughs> in other words, God said, I will bring order into your chaos right in the middle of all of your enemies listen listen he said I'm not going to deliver 
you from all of your enemies, but I'm going to bring order to your life. I'm going to fix it to where you can go and sit down. I'm going to fix it so you can go and pull your chair up to a table of the Lord and sit down when every demonic power is all around you. When every devil from your past is screaming and hollering, God said, I'm going to fix it to where you can where I'm, you can pull up a chair and just sit down right in the middle of all hell is breaking loose all around you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go because some of you, some of you just downloading some things. God said, Winston, I'll, I'll fix you a table, son. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring about a peace in your life. I'm going to give you a satisfaction. And I'm going to prepare a table and set things in order in your life. And you're going to be able to sit there at my table. And every demon from your past is going to be running around screaming and hollering. Every, every relationship from your past is going to be screaming and hollering. And every devil and all that. But God said, son, I'll set you down right in the middle of all the things that I've brought you out of. I'm telling you that when God does that, He will wipe away your past. You might have been an alcoholic, but not anymore. You might have been a drug addict, but when God comes in and sets order in your life, what used to be is over with. It is no longer because when God sets you free, you are free indeed. Let, let me get back to where I was going. Here's, here's the revelation. Here's the revelation. You say, but pastor, I have been down the road. I have tried it, and I failed. I've, I've gotten frustrated. I see all these people praying. I see all these people reading the Bible. He said, I've, try, I've, I've tried that. I've done all that, and, he, and, and I still cannot seem to get things together. Here's, here's what I want you to get. Man, I'm giving you so much revelation. You, you just need to send me an offering in the mail because I'm... <laughs> I'm picking, no, please. Cut that out of the tape. But get this. I cannot do it myself. I cannot defeat the demons in my life by myself. How do I do it? If God wants to set a table before me and bring order to my life, then how is that going to happen, sir? You anoint my head with oil. 
Some of y'all missed that. The King James Version says, Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runs over. The reason that you've not been able to do it in the past is because you have not allowed the shepherd to anoint your head with oil. See, that transfers the responsibility or it transfers what needs to be done from my ability to the shepherd's ability. Amen. Because when the shepherd takes that oil, Sister Mary, and smears it on your head, that oil doesn't just wash off. That oil stays there. And see, when that shepherd does that, that is painting a picture to hell that this one is mine. You see, I have, I have just marked mine. You need to go ahead and get on your feet because some of you some of you is going to get this revelation here in a minute you see what you need what you need is you need to understand that Jesus told the disciples he said don't go preach don't go prophesy don't go write no book don't create no tape. Don't try to sell no CDs. Don't, don't try to organize some conference or some revival until you go to Jerusalem and be endued with power from on high. That is the anointing of the shepherd. So the Lord can be your shepherd. You can have a sense of peace, but no peace. Because your life is still out of order. But let me tell you something. Because you're looking at one that did everything I could to get away from the anointing. But I realized that until the anointing came over my life my life would not be in order I'm gonna go ahead and say this and I'm not singling anybody out but I'm telling you this morning there are those that are listening to me right now God has chosen this day I've had I hadn't had a message I still had got that message but I've had this word in my spirit for three or four weeks and I would come on Sunday morning. <clears throat> you know, I know I, I guess I'm weird or something. I don't come on Sunday morning with a message that, that I say, I'm going to preach this. I say, Jesus, can I preach this one today? And he said, no, I want you to get that other one out. But I've had this word. But 
I wasn't released to do it until today. So that tells me that God been working on somebody to get you here today. And I wish I knew who you were because I'd just really tell you. You need to start listening because I've had to carry this thing around for about three weeks waiting on you to get here. I'm just kidding. I'm just picking. But I promise you today, if you'll hear the word of God and just release yourself to Jesus and say, Lord, this is bigger than me. I'm going to give you my life. I'm going to make you the Lord of my life. I'm going to make you the shepherd that will lead me. And not only am I going to do that, Father, but I am going to bring my life in order under your authority. I'm going to stop doing it on my own. I'm going to stop trying to fix it on my own. And I'm going to lay myself on this altar. And I'm going to allow you, Father, to prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Because I know that the only way that I can do it is to allow you to anoint my head with oil and my cup's going to run over. And then I'm going to be able to stand up and say to the world, I'm going to be able to stand up and say to all those people that said you will never do it, you will never make it, you will never overcome, you'll never get past, you are a nobody, you've always been a nobody. I'm going to get to stand up and declare to them, that surely goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the presence of the Lord forevermore. This is just one. There's many here this morning as they sing, you need to get to this altar because the anointing is moving right now. Come on, sing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Hallelujah. Come on, guys, ladies. This altar, this is the place. This is the place where I lay down my ability. And I pick up his. Holy, holy is he. Jesus. Sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy
flashes of lightning, rolls of thunder. testimony and it isn't about the cancer this was something that was going on in my life about 2019 um, and um, I was given a word by um, Catherine Mullins that come here and she said that God's restoring you um, that you're fixing to go through a season in the next year and different things and I didn't know what it meant you know I had been going through a battle with God because even though I might have seemed happy, I wasn't. And I kept asking him, I kept asking him, God, why? Why do I feel this way? Why don't I feel your peace? Why don't I feel your love? Why don't I just kept going and running and running and running and running. I mean, running the ministry, running. But I didn't feel it. And so I went through a battle. And I turned to alcohol. And why I said I had to get this right before I had to tell my testimony. I had to tell my kids. My kids didn't know. My kids didn't know. A lot of people didn't know. But I went home at night. I get off of work. And I drink. It was a snare. It was a snare. I was told, oh, it'll relax you. It'll relax you to help help numb. And I turned to that. I did. But God. He didn't give up on me. And all that pastor's been talking about. The leading beside he had to take everything away from me. He almost the cancer, yeah. I had cancer. And uh but it really wasn't about the cancer. He was teaching.
teaching me some stuff. I thought that I had to work and work, and I thought I was doing everything. <laughs> thought I was keeping the bills paid, thought I, and I was so tired. I was working and doing church here, ministry, and I was so tired, but I kept going and I kept going. And so I had to go see some doctors, different things. I just didn't understand what was going on in me. But now, even after the cancer through the chemo, he's taught me something that he's everything to me. I was able to give up alcohol. He, he took it from me. And through this, this process, I'll walk outside, and just during the day, I hear him speaking to me. But he's been the most beautiful person to me. Even though I did what I did, he's been the most beautiful thing to me. He forgave me, and he loved me even though I couldn't feel him. He loved me. He never left me. He's the greatest father. And so this morning, I don't share it because of me, because I do not. This is a hard thing for me. But he wants to do more in your life this morning. And it may not be alcohol. It may be work. It may be where you're tired. It may be work. It may be, I don't, pornography. I don't know. But he wants to do more. And so if you haven't felt him in a long, and I don't care if you, like Pastor said, this is a Christian. You know, a Christian. And you get battled down. You might have been a Christian all your life, and you may be running and ministering. You may be doing all these things. But it, it ain't worth losing him, you know? When you get to us, I can remember telling Jenna, I don't want to lose him over ministry. I don't want to lose. I don't want to run, run, run until I'm all tired. I just want him. I just want him, and I don't care about anything else. But he has more. If you've not felt him, if you've never felt him, he wants to be your father today. He wants to give everything to you this today. Peace by the water. Why do you say peace? Hallelujah. You can sit in the peace. Yes. The water. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Challenge and uh, uh, I've uh, for seven years I've you know I've followed God but I for the longest you know I've, I joined everything that I could prayer team presbytery team but I was dying inside I thought that the more I did because my past was so horrible I could just work myself into the kingdom you know mm. and uh, I forgot who my shepherd was. And if you forget who your shepherd was, there'll be somebody else to tell you who you are. And uh, and you can believe it. And uh, I'm just grateful for the, the word the Holy Spirit spoke. I mean, I'm, that's fire. I mean, I'm telling you, thank you. I mean, you, that that was freeing. And uh, just, uh, whew, I'm still on fire. I mean, I will. But, uh. What y'all do and, uh, you know, helping us in Teen challenges, it's it's amazing. Because if I didn't get to a place to where I could leave everything at the house, even though I've been through divorce, I've had my child taken away from me, drugs, everything, um, you know, after, um, 
I'm in a place to where I can focus on what God can do for me. I can hear again. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have that opportunity and have a place like this, I'd still be broken. Yes. And I just appreciate the truth that I get to hear in this place from you. Amen. Thank Amen. all you guys. Thank you. Amen. Bless you, buddy. Hallelujah. <clears throat> listen, I believe those words were shared, <clears throat> and I believe that there are those perhaps that are here this morning that you need to make the Lord your shepherd. So you can be around church. You can even be in church. You can be raised by godly parents and all that and still not know the shepherd. So the key this morning is to make sure that the Lord is your shepherd. All these testimonies that we've heard this morning let you know. Pastor T., She was in church every Sunday. It's like Eric said, you know, I tried to work it. I tried to do it. You see, the key is, is the Lord my shepherd. He is my shepherd. That little two-letter word, M-Y. speak so loudly about who I am and who I'm going to be because I've made him my